Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am very sincerely upset about the way they have treated this character. See, I like having come in a piecemeal and watched them all in the wrong order and figuring this out. Like, I understand why you're mad at Jason Statham, but also um, I love Jason Statham a lot. So, like, I can't understand people being mad at him because to me, he's always Jason Statham. He killed Han. Yeah, he killed he killed he killed a family member and then he is immediately welcomed into the family. And he's invited to the cookout. No, I mean, Christ was about forgiveness. Christ didn't own a car. You don't know that. <laughs> he drove a donkey. Which was basically the muscle car of its time. That's See? That's true. Yes. See? Everybody yep. else is on camels, like way up high off the ground, like SUVs. A donkey, that's low. It's right. cornering, baby. Sc- scrapes the ground. Ripping, the to- ripping through the streets of Jerusalem like the Toyota XSTI. <laughs> the Toyota Celica of Galilee. The Italian Christmas donkey was the original Lamborghini. See? (laughs) Sports car. The Shutdown Full Cast. You are listening to the Internet's only college football podcast. If you want one, another one, you're mistaken. This is, this is all you need. This is the only one that you got. So enjoy it. I am Spencer Hall, and I am here to say that... Go to hell, solid verbal. <laughs> no, no. That's what he wants to say. No. 
Although, what is the most? They they were like amazed that Dan Rubenstein can drink like forty eight ounces of liquid at once. Li- liquid or like alcohol? Water was the liquid in. I mean, now liquid is an open discussion, isn't it? If I was like, you can drink forty eight ounces of motor oil just every morning, taking that bad boy down. That's a different thing. Wait, what? Dan can drink like gallons of water in one gulp, like a whale. Yeah. You just take it down like a camel. Just Huh. Does he spit at you? Camels do that. Mm, potentially, yeah. Mm. I know that I can take down, like, I can drink a 40 in one go. That's not hard. So I'm not thinking 64 ounces is like a big stretch in terms of, like, one continuous chug. Okay, we went from 48 to 40 to 64 yeah, no, I'm right in that range. I think like another third on top of that capacity-wise, I can do that. Go to hell, Solid Verbal. I just want to reiterate. Welcome to the only volumetric capacity podcast on these here internets. Ryan, you're our resident Florida native. What a, the a, fuck, dude? Don't put that on him. A title that, no, we've, we've said it multiple times, and it's accurate. Not making that up. You're the only Florida native here on this podcast, correct? I guess that's true. Yeah. I don't even claim it, right? Like, I just have exposure, but I don't... I wasn't born with this virus. You. It's in your DNA. At least my parents are from Florida. Oh, wait, they're not. They moved there, and then they had me. This is where we... Didn't we talk about this just a little while ago? This is why I think you fly low as a Floridian, because your parents came there from California. Yeah. And so you're able, you have, you have like the tall grass of outsider ancestry. Yeah. Do you think, do you think they got there and they, and before they were like, ah, it can't be too different than California. I don't want to think about this too hard. Honestly, like how Florida every time is Tampa, how Florida is Tampa. Yeah. I mean, your parents named a kid Todd, so they fucked up somewhere once <laughs> All right, what did you want to ask me as the Florida native on this podcast? He's just talking about Sonic the Hedgehog again. He oh. didn't actually have a question. What's the fine. most What's the most No, we're not talking about Nebraska natives. We're talking about Florida natives. Mm. And I wanted to ask Earthworm Jim. What is the our most Our producer asked before the show why our last show ran 2 hours of recording. Gosh. Um, <laughs> who could uh, say? Hansel, this is kind of how it went. So, Ryan what city in Florida consistently produces the most stress and drama? Like, if you had to say what the most stressful city in the entire state of Florida was, what would you say? Huh. Um, I mean, like, it, I'm going to exclude Tallahassee and the state capitalness of it because I feel like that's unfair. Mm-hmm. Because that would be my first answer. I think it's probably Jacksonville, number two. Jacksonville, with, with if you take away the, the, like, hey, Ron DeSantis works here, part of Tallahassee. Jacksonville's used to finishing second in the state of Florida. It's so they've got true. that going for them. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll uh, say Jacksonville. I think you're correct. Because if Urban Meyer really wants to coach there. What? Which is a rumor. Is this the first you're hearing about Holly? I can't. Holly yep. is good and a good enough actor. Okay, all right. Yep. I. Well. Um, <laughs> today is my first day off both of my jobs since like August. Yeah. And I have spent most of it not on the internet. 
and the times I have spent on the internet, I have spent it yelling at Georgia's Secretary of State. So, who is not really? Urban Meyer? Yeah, yet not yet, not yet, not yet. But I think if that is actually something that will come to fruition, when Urban Meyer is very serious about this job, he has to consider the constant drama that is Duval County, that is Jacksonville. I mean, if Cat Williams says it's stressful and it's wild, I'm just going to accept that it's stressful and it's wild because Cat Williams got arrested for drama in the, in the middle of a parking lot of a Walmart in DeKalb County once. So he knows drama and he knows stress and he thinks Jacksonville's stressful. It's got to be stressful. I just have one little piece of evidence though because I know Urban Meyer in the past, stress has taken a great toll on him. This is ha happening right now in the city of Jacksonville. This is from Garrett Dennis, a councilman in the city of Jacksonville. He was, uh, he was asked by uh, someone on Twitter saying, hey, wasn't it you who was making thousands of phone calls to another woman who wasn't your wife? Uh, was it work-related? At least the mayor sticks by his wife. And in response, this councilman said, um, I want to thank the mayor, who retweeted this, for referencing my wife, which I thought was off limits. Opens the door for me asking if yours knows about your trips to Clay County to be with hired women. That's a, that's a councilman. At least those hired women get paid. That's true. It's a business. And uh, then... I also, I also just learned that Ron DeSantis was born in Jacksonville, so please continue. <laughs> Lots to answer for, huh, Duval? Responsible for Blake Bortles, mm -hmm. Ron DeSantis, and yeah. now this. And the entire Jacksonville Jaguars franchise. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The amount of misery that... Oh, and, and by the way, big coffee plant. The amount of nervous energy that the city of Jacksonville has been responsible for over the years is incalculable. It's like yeah. if Ren and Stimpy was a metropolis. Wow, that is <laughs> that is hauntingly accurate. Stimpy. <laughs> On a lot of levels. We're going to win the AFC title. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Call the police. <laughs> It's um, Jags, it's Jags, it's big, it's heavy, it's wood. It's not better than bad, though. <laughs> that's that's why it stops. Thank you, appreciate it. <laughs> if they could be better, they could. Um, the mayor, by the way, when somebody when he posted uh, a picture a couple of days ago, somebody uh, he posted a picture of him and his wife just you know yucking it up on New Year's. Somebody under the title of Impeach Lenny Curry on Twitter said, God damn, your wife is ugly too. Holy shit, how much do you have to pay her annually to stick by you? To which Lenny Curry replied, Name the place, show your face, I'll be there. Yeah. Mayor is just mayor's just out here wilding. He's he's this is not the first time he has been too active on Twitter. This is maybe the Civil furthest he's servant gone. wife guy. Yeah. Is a tough intersection. Yeah, he needs to be far less online, basically. He was born in Key West, so. He should be much more relaxed. What the hell did you leave for, dude? Fair. Get back down there. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a mistake. Uh, he, went to, he went to high school in Middleburg. By the way, where is this guy who's far too online and brawling on Twitter? 
wasting all this time. Where did he go to school? Woo! University of Florida, baby! I heard that echo in my own headphones. <coughs> He's a gator. So I'm just saying, you're ready to step into this. If you're ready to step into this morass, if you're ready to just go ahead and come in the steam room, get in this pressure cooker called Duval County, Urban Meyer. I don't know, man. You might not be ready. Look, I mean, look at the coaches who have proceeded, who would he would have, like, followed, though. Like, yeah, and the how long was waiting. Jack Del Rio the coach of the Jaguars? Yeah, but it, does Jack Del Rio even know where he is most of the time? Dude, he was there. It's, he was there from 2003 to 2011. I bet he'd be surprised if you told him that. <laughs> if you said, "Dude, you lived there for like nine years," he'd be like, "What? What? Crazy? What? Never, That's I've never nuts, been to man!" And I mean, I identify. If you told me like, "Hey, you lived there for this many years," I'd be like, "Ah, couldn't be that many. Mm-hmm. No way." Yeah, you put an axe in the locker room and everything. Someone hurt their foot with it. No, it's crazy. I don't remember this being the case, but on Jack Del Rio's Wikipedia page, it says in January 2010, he was offered the head coaching job at USC, where he played. Uh, And the next day, he denied receiving an offer and later rebuffed the offer officially and saying he would stay with the Jaguars. And in November 2011, he got fired. (laughs) And who did they hire? In 2010. Oh, wow. It's all it's all coming full circle, isn't it? Uh-huh. Shit. Uh-huh. They hired Lane Kiffin. Yeah. Lane Kiffin. Uh, Outback Bowl defense. champion. Outback Bowl. That's right. That's right. Defending the Fowler of the SEC, unlike some teams. <laughs> I expect Florida to get up for a non-appetizer-based game. How? <laughs> <laughs> Do they not understand strip mall culture? We can't get motivated for that. Nope. There wasn't no. a single pool. There wasn't a pool supply on the line. There was not a Jamba Juice on the line. There was nope. no appetizer guaranteed. No, not even like not even like the promise of a fajita. Not a not a differently flavored vape than the one we normally pick up. No. Oatmeal. Oatmeal. That's right. Yeah, it's oatmeal. Mountain Dew and Bacardi. Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Wait, is that an option? <laughs> <laughs> it is now. Mm, peanut butter. Don't get me excited. <laughs> That's there's gonna be some Florida detective show in the next five years where a man enters the room and goes, "Peanut butter vape." Ah, Moriarty. At <laughs> CIS Orlando. Yeah, Florida yeah! Moriarty. Did that we, did we kill Jason? I think we did. I was uh, trying to figure out if Sonic is from Nebraska. Where's Tails from? <laughs> Oh shit! Is Tails Wisconsin? I mean, I feel like Tails is far more Midwestern than Sonic is. Tails is the humble, like, like, uh, hard on his sleeve, good natured. You know, not a lot of attitude. Right, right, right. I'm feeling like Tails is from salt of the earth guy. Yeah, but Tails Tails is a juggalo. (laughs) Is Tails Upper Peninsula like even more sincere? Wow, Mm, that feels knuckles to me. Yeah, I was going to say, because you I, I think Knuckles, their own... <laughs> Knuckles is, like, deep into Maine. <laughs> like, yeah. or the o- or I can also see Knuckles living in the Ozarks. N- yeah. Was... Get out of here! <laughs> I'll punch you. I thought you, were fast. I thought you were fast, but yeah, I like punching, too. 
called Knuckles because he runs the lo local coffee shop, and that's his signature dish. <laughs> call, call I got the, the, right, the bare the arms with fists on them. Yeah, Knuckles definitely has some extremely problematic politics. So, yeah, Ozarks. Put them in the Ozarks. So, but going back to that, full, you keep working on that, Jason. But going back to that, yeah, we are full circle because uh, Lane Kiffin, he, he had a flight to catch. They had to leave him at the airport. Management changed at USC. And, and who did they hire to replace him? That's right, fellow uh, co-offensive coordinator from their national title teams. Whoo! Steve Sarkeesian. Surely the first and only time that Sark has replaced Kiffin, right? No, no. This is the second time. He did it twice. Uh -huh. Replaced him. Replaced him at Alabama. I was like, when did Kiffin coach Texas? <laughs> when Kiffin, <laughs> when Kiffin, was like, yeah, I don't know, I'm gonna get another job, and Nick was like, bye. When Kiffin just happened to receive an extension hours before Texas hired Sark. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. On the heel, on the heels of a four and five season. Yeah, I'm going to level with y'all. As long as he didn't take Auburn, nothing else Lane was going to do this offseason was going to satisfy me. Can I interest you in the New York Jets? Never mind. <laughs> Astronauts or counselor, thank you. I just want to see that first press conference. Hey, guys, how you doing? Boo! Make that noise again. Boo! Everyone, everyone at Jets press conferences, journalists included, boo like they're like Shakespearean hecklers. Yeah, that's some Princess Bride shit. Yeah. Filth. Rubbish. Rubbish. Throwing tomatoes at the stage. You Throwing had tomatoes. true love and old Miss, and you threw it away. For what? The Jets job? <laughs> they won't love you like we love That's true. They will not. That is true. Yeah. I, although really, like, it's got to be so easy to get hired at the Jets. Like, the Johnson family, they've been rich for so long. They have three brain cells and don't need any more. That's just how much money they have. So if you're a head coach, they're like, well, you know what I like? What? Football. They're like, this guy gets it. Hire him. Dan Mullen's totally, guy. Dan Mullen's totally getting this job because we're talking about this now. The Jets job? Okay, just speak it out. Between, speak between now and whenever this show comes out, I bet Dan Mullen gets this job. Okay. I'm pissed at how right you are. Because yeah, because the knock on Dan Mullen everywhere else is like, he really doesn't interview that well. He's not that compelling. But, like, the Jets hired Adam Gase. This is, like, uh, uh, at what point have they been like, yeah, you know what? Charisma and leadership. Those are the two things we look for. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, God. Yeah, we need somebody. We need somebody innovative. We need somebody who understands college quarterbacks. Oh, God. This Do you is think Rex Ryan interviewed well? Are you kidding me? He was probably showing you half-nude pictures of his wife. No, just the feet. Which half? That's the half that's nude. That's it. Just the feet. She's half feet? Her half foot? Her foot half? <laughs> yeah. Her foot, her foot half, yeah. It's Please don't culture. email us. Yeah. Yeah, she's built like a South Park character. She's just all feet, man. I... We haven't even, like, we just got to the point where we were like, oh, yeah, Sarkeesian. Texas fired Tom Herman three weeks after they were like, no, that's good. No. I need to talk about something. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I think at the time when Chris Del Conte gave Tom Herman the, 
dreaded vote of confidence, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly, we avoided really dwelling on the fact that he had received the <clears throat> dreaded vote of confidence because the term dreaded vote of confidence is a cliche, right? It's, it's so... It's so deeply embedded as natural law in our universe that there's no point in dwelling on it. Uh, so we all kind of gave that little sad, disinterested laugh. Ha ha, dreaded vote of confidence and moved on. Here's the thing. Dreaded vote of confidence became a cliche within our ecosystem because it happens all the time. And I, for one, forgot about that. It was four days before signing day that out yeah. of nowhere, Texas's AD says, uh, he is our coach and he will continue to be our coach. Signing day happens, and he did continue to be the coach for a few more weeks with the uh, signatures official and locked in, and then won a bowl game, and then he was no longer the head coach. And uh, those signatures are still locked in. Like, not a lot of them, but, you know, several four-star athletes who quite possibly would have system. signed elsewhere. Yeah, it's really mm. cool. Thanks, Chris. So you think they would naturally go this far and pay this much money? Somewhere around, I don't know, $24 million in total buyouts that they're going to have to just pay out. Has it ever been clearer that there is nobody in charge at that school? It took you three weeks, dude. Like, There's nobody in charge. Three weeks. How, if, you, if it takes you three weeks to make a decision and get everything straight, you're not in charge. You're not. Like, I don't know who runs Texas. I message really don't. Boards. Sentient message boards run Texas. Now, sentient message boards can at least, like, launch campaigns, right? Yeah. It's yeah. True. I mean, look at look at their not-at-all rivals at Texags. I thought you were going to bring up K-pop Texags, stance. can you run the Texas Athletic Department, please? <laughs> they probably could. Mm. At least better. I, I know who won their bowl game. Both Both programs. Okay, tied. Who's who's got a coach that you know like they locked down, and that they locked down for like guaranteed money in ten years? That's some extremely kind of, yeah. mess. Yeah, <laughs> that's some extremely message board shit. By the way, to so be like, we should pay him eighty five thousand million dollars for twenty years. Lock him down. Put a fence because around Jimbo. None of these people ever been married. <laughs> Jimbo has. <laughs> Um, yeah. Oh, God. Mm. <laughs> chomp, chomp. <laughs> Whoo. Yeah. But by the way, Jimbo, Jimbo was scooting last night like he hasn't scooted in, in years. It's the billionaire scooting boogie. Yeah. Just sitting there dodging, dodging fire left and right with the first step that had me thinking like, ah, he probably ran like a four eight. He's an athlete. Four nine, somewhere around there. He had a quick first step. I still think they should have done the thing where they hit him. They they run up on him with what is obviously invisibly a large container of confetti, and they shower him with it. And like, ha ha, gotcha, coach. And then the second he turns away, they're right behind him with icy blue Gatorade cooler in the face. You really gotta if you want to get Jimbo with the Gatorade, you gotta flank him with a pincer movement because he'll he'll mm. he'll he'll spot your first encroachment and. You got to have a second jug there approaching from the other side. I think what? if you go back he and watch like, like a talks. minute before, yes, at least with that uh, 10 yard split, he, he's, he's mm -hmm. quick off the line. I don't know if he can keep it up over a full 40, but if you watch like it was like a minute or two before the dousing, there are a few players planning their uh, approach toward Jimbo and a GA, a staff or something like that. Uh, some pretty young dude in a polo came up and waved him off, told him to go back. That's also the dude who's running with the jug at the end 
So that dude tried to out-scheme Jimbo. Should have gone through with it right then and there when they had the opportunity. Mm -hmm. But he said, no, 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 it's not time. It's not time. You got you got to take your target acquired. Fire it. He, Don't he wait till the game's over. Scheme, uh, he, he valued his scheme more than the circumstances, and it cost him. Yeah, he scripted his plays when, in fact, should have called Audible. It's right there. Dunk the coach now. He'll yell at you, yeah. but so what? One Everybody's of these days, got a plan until you get hit in the face with Gatorade. One of these days, we'll get a team that does it in the third quarter, just to get it out of the way, just to say they did it. I hope I'm it's still Alabama. For one of <laughs> <laughs> Nick Saban is the maddest person on earth oh, for a full oh, hour. Oh, 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 last 19 God. minutes of the game soaked in red Gatorade. This did happen to LSU last year, of course, or two years ago, but that involved seven overtimes. Sure. But yeah. I went, I went Nick Saban dunked at halftime as he is talking to CBS about what? all the things he hates what? about his 35-point halftime lead. Yeah, as he as he's... he's barking, darn headphones don't work. Well, the coach, gotta... they don't work because we doused him with wet Gatorade. I think I've spotted the problem here, coach. I would also take, I would also take uh, blast the coach with dry Gatorade powder instead. <laughs> Oh man, that's gonna get, you're gonna get cinnamon in your lungs. I know you're gonna give him some kind of you're gonna give him some kind of baker's lung thing where he's like, I don't know, it makes crispy noises when I breathe and I wheeze coach, all the time. Coach looks like a fucking lime green ghost. <laughs> Let's just hit him at SEC media day. Just do that. Just dress up like Alabama players and take the podium. You've been <laughs> fucking you've been fucking fun dipped, coach. Just a big fucking LeBron uh, chalk clap right in his face. <laughs> Oh, mango, gross. Chomp, chomp. <laughs> oh, God. No, I just, yeah, I, just, I, just, I, just, I just lick my arm whenever I need a little pep throughout the game. <laughs> Saban, Saban getting so heated that his headphones weren't working. Oh, God. I was so happy in that moment. His team's only beating Notre Dame at that point by something like 14 or 17 points. The shame. Yeah. And they, they bring him up and he can't hear. He's like, what? What? It doesn't. I'm sorry. I can't. What? No. No. Oh, fine. Yeah, I'll do the interview. Like, he's so angry. His anger makes me so happy. You know so he's fulfilled. yelled. You know he's screamed in a room by himself. What the hell's buffering? <laughs> Terry! Haven't we all? It's been a while, but... Mm. I like that I coach would... is still on 1997 internet. <laughs> yeah. Can't I don't trust it. What's Kaza? I only trust internet that I have to call with a phone. It doesn't make the noise. You know the noise I'm talking about. That's actually the noise that Nick makes when you plug him in at night to charge. To charge. Insert two. Insert little Debbie's. Insert little Debbie's. So Texas went and uh, they fired Tom Herman, and this is getting to the important stat for me, which is, so surely they went out and they hired somebody with a better win percentage and than Tom Herman. Um, Steve Sarkeesian's win percentage overall in his stops at Washington and then at USC, uh, his win percentage is a total of 568. Five, 568. Overall, it's 81 and 46, or I'm sorry, it's 46 and 35 as a head coach with a two and two record in bowls. Surely that's got to be better than Tom Herman. 
because Tom Herman overall has a... Oh, look at that. He's got a 7-Eleven overall. With the 640 at Texas. And is 5-1 and one in bowl games. I know. He always aced the final exam, as I said. And managed to pull his grade up a little bit toward the end of the year. But yeah, so they went out. They spent $24 million to go get a dude with a worse winning percentage than the guy they just fired. Yeah, but Spencer, this I guy just led an offense that scored a lot of points with Alabama football players. You know how hard that is to do? You know, Steve Sarkeesian does run the best offense, which is I'm I'm going to I'm going to have better players than you. That's an amazing offense if you can get it. <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, I like to have Matt Leinart throw to Dwayne Jarrett or Mark Sanchez throw into Stephon Johnson. Or handed it off to him. I like to have Reggie Bush. It's really good if you can get a Reggie Bush and a Len Delweight on the field at the same time. Do you have a Devontae Smith? I find that having a Devontae Smith is a crucial ingredient in any great offense. He probably wouldn't say that about Mac Jones, right? I mean, it's nice to have one, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's it's better than some of the alternatives. I mean, he's I think he's leading the country in passer rating still. So, yeah. Pretty nice to have. I mean, he seems okay. But yeah, yeah I seems think so. Okay. <laughs> seems fine. That is typically what that means. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh right now a 203. Uh last year Joe Burrow had a 201.9. So, Mac yeah, Mac he's Jones. doing fine. Mac Jones also from Jacksonville. Uh -oh. Is he? Oh dear. Maxonville. Yep. So he's he's gonna get that's who they're drafting. Oh my god, if they did that Also uh, with the Mac first Jones, pick in the NFL draft, we select Mac Jones. Mac Jones, of course, was once a Kentucky commit, so there's a fun alternate history for you. Him just <laughs> handing off forty times a game and then the game's over. And that's it. <laughs> that's his entire college career. <laughs> oh god, the Jags are gonna select him. This is happening. It's going to be Trevor. Nope. Mac Jones. Okay. He's coming home. He's Mama's coming home. calling. Mama called. <laughs> Mama's calling. Mama She's called. She Mama called bail. and she said, are you stupid? <laughs> not, not all Mama calls are good. Most of them People are not. Forget. Mama called. Your daddy's getting arrested on the golf course again. Mama called. Collect. Oh. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what Texas. This is the, like, I don't know what Texas is doing. I so really I, we should preface all this by saying like, nobody actually knows how coaching hires are going to work out. Every year, like, mm -mm. there are ones that seem stupid that work. Really, like, the the team that Texas beat in the bowl game, Colorado, ended up like with a pretty. I think like Carl Durrell, at least based on very limited year one information. That looks like a, a fine hire. It didn't at the time. It wasn't. Mm -hmm. a, a, it wasn't exciting or interesting, or or it was interesting, but it wasn't like oh yeah, <laughs> really sound right. decision making here. It was. It seemed bizarre. And then you have yeah. Tom Herman, who was like, oh, that's no doubt. Look what he did right. at Houston. Now give him Texas money. Right. Remember. So, remember Must Champ. Nope. Sure don't. Nope. No. Nope. Remember how specifically salty I was with the two of y'all because y'all had gotten Muschamp? 
Oh Tennessee no, I honestly not. don't. I I don't remember. Were you? Yeah, I was. <laughs> oh, oh my god! You can, remember this? I uh, can you imagine him in Tennessee after they put up like two points for nine weeks in a row? We're there, working on it. That actually, we're working on it. It actually would have been real interesting because there's a faction of Tennessee, including members of my own family, who would have seen the two points and been like. That's just that's just as much offense as we need. We don't want to be right. showy. That's right. <laughs> you know what? Those games are quick, if nothing else. I mean, he had right? he, he has a winning record in Neyland, right? <laughs> <laughs> My point is, like, I I honestly have no idea if, and I'm I have long given up prognosticating whether a hire is good or bad. I will say this. Yeah. When, when the Sark hire was announced, one of the things that came with it to sort of like make Texas fans excited about it was like, oh boy, wait till you see this staff he's going to bring in. It's going to be fucking awesome. And then a day later, I have to look at Twitter and see something from one of the many Texas football websites out there that is like, Mike Stoops is not coming to Texas. So I'm like, okay, something, <laughs> something, what is ah, happening? <laughs> it's over. <laughs> Where did we get lost from like, holy shit, this lineup, guys, you are going to be fucking floored to Mike Stoops is not coming to town. Ta- so what the, the, happened? Do you move along to fucking Steve Stoops? Yep. Carl Stoops. How far down? No relation. <laughs> you laugh, but don't forget, there's a Ron. <laughs> How deep are you plumbing the stoops pile? <laughs> Shoop stoops. I got this. Oh, no, we got last stoops. Lyle stoops. How the far Italian are you stooping? The Italian stoops. Primero stoops. How far are you stooping to conquer? Zebulon stoops. Been off the grid for 15 years. Coming in to run special teams. Three English majors on this call. Getting after it like an old prospector. Zebulon stoops. <laughs> That's a steak rancher series right there. It is another steak Zebulon rancher Stoops series. Zebulon Stoops is absolutely <laughs> getting the look. I can't really, like, I don't know what's going to work either. It is fun, I think, to just go, yeah, I don't, like, realistically, what do you expect to happen at Texas, given what everyone else has done there? Like, I mean, just black box it. It's like, not Sarkeesian. Let's just take another guy. Another guy. I've seen enough people go into that job now who I thought were pretty good at what they did and they end up with the same problems in the same teams and they just kind of all look the same. So I, I don't know. Maybe maybe you're the guy who fixes, it, fixes that. Maybe you're the guy who gets it all together. I don't yeah. think the problem there is necessarily one that the coach can solve. Well, this is, this is what's interesting is that rumoredly Sark, like, didn't could have maybe gotten the Auburn job. Didn't really get far along in the process to say like yes, he was offered it, whatever. But decided not decided to sort of like pull himself out of the running because, as we all know at this point, things were just a shit show. Like different factions, boosters not on the same page, undercutting, blah blah blah. To say like whoa Auburn, you are a fucking mess. Yes, I will take the Texas job. That's stability. Seriously. I I hadn't really thought about that, but yeah. That's wild to me. It's like, whoa, hang on. 
I'm not buying a boat. Those things are crazy. What I will buy is a houseboat because then I can live on it as well. Listen, I'm not here to Basically play on insane difficulty, just madman difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's real estate and it's on the water. See, you always that's, got waterfront property when you own a houseboat. That's a twofer. God. I'm, not, I'm not playing Oregon Trail as peasant. I mean, at least getting a shovel or something. <laughs> Diseased shovel. I mean, please remember in the last three weeks, this had happened at Texas, which was this. Chris Del Conte. No, we're not going after Urban Meyer. Every booster who could call somebody who would listen. We're going after Urban Meyer. Don't tell anyone. Like, I hadn't seen like that's I hadn't seen that since Tennessee and the group of boosters who would just go talk to John Gruden. And John Gruden would say, so was the president on board? What are you guys doing? I don't know you. And he's like, no, it's cool. I'm pretty sure John Gruden was like, so you guys comping this? We getting dessert? Speaking of not every mama calls is a good call, John Gruden. <laughs> but mama kept calling. Uh, it's more like a distant auntie. Yeah. <laughs> Remember me? That is a no. mother-in-law situation, right? That's a mother-in-law technically. Mm-hmm. There, is I, a fun, there is a funny path here where Sark does really well at Texas. Urban has a terrible fucking time coaching the Jaguars, and he has to watch it from afar. Oh, God damn it. I knew I shouldn't have taken the fuck. I, my fucking agent told me, hold out. Take the Jaguars job. Duval. Oh, and agents now. Agents now need that cut, right? Especially now that, like, agencies like CAA are involved and they're under pressure from, like, hedge funds to increase returns. You're just going to see people taking jobs that, like, they have no business taking. Which is, I don't even... Oh. Why would an agent want you to go to the pros? Stick around and just work the buyout circuit. Yeah, because going to the pros, you can't even get fired at 8-8. Eight and eight. That doesn't seem like a great, a great rondelay from the agent perspective. You want to keep somebody as attractive as possible for as long as possible with as maximum pull as possible. And get them which, fired as frequently as possible. Yeah. Which so, is... What they were trying to do with Clay Helton. Whoops. <laughs> they fucked around and are stuck with Clay Helton for God knows how long. And, Surely and who Clay did, Helton did Clay, wriggle out of this mess. And who did Clay ah, Helton come after? Well, nevertheless. Uh, so so Clay, Clay, right. Helton is, yeah. Clay Helton's next up for Alabama and then Texas? Or oh, the Jacks. Yeah. Or some, uh, like, Clay Helton would be perfect for the pros because people would be like, who's that? What? I love the Kiffin Sark clay pipeline because it's like, all right, we got to dial it down. Let's get like, like, uh, the less the less poster version of Kiffin. Bring in Sark, and then even Sark is like, oh gosh, we need to dial this down. Okay, we need the most the boring coach. guy possible. <laughs> get get the creative coach. Get him out here. Yeah, can I get the for sensitive stomachs version? Of <laughs> <laughs> Give me the Maylock Sark. Yeah. Ooh, gluten free Sark. Can I get the can I get the senior cat formula version <laughs> of Lane Kiffin? <laughs> yeah, get, go get Clay Helton. <laughs> can I get can I get a can I get a plain Kiffin? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's that's what you're talking about, man. <clears throat> By the way, Kiffin getting extension off four and five in this year. Finesse. Finesse. <laughs> Fucking great. Finesse. But it's, I think it's more because he is uh, out recruiting Arkansas by like a spot. That's probably <laughs> it. He couldn't spot. beat him on the field, but 
but out recruiting Arkansas is probably what did it. Like he goes four and five, lets Matt Corral like gets Matt Corral out there, lets him throw like five thousand times a game, has one of the worst defenses in FBS, is exciting and throws his clipboard three hundred feet in the air, and his agent's like, So how bad it old miss? And old miss is like, We'll give you nine hundred million dollars to just stay and say you love us. And Kiffin's in the corner with the karaoke mic going, Finesse! Old Miss gotta be real familiar with that arrangement. I got finesse. Oh God, that's so good. I'm so happy that he did that. You're just it's, like, also, it's also it's also the phrasing. Like I'm looking at the press release now, and it's it's headlined, "Old Miss commits to Kiffin with new contract." Mm-hmm. And it's and just. It, the, I think they oh. tweeted it with like, "Old Miss invests in its future." Mm-hmm. Let's oh. fucking win. Yep. Let's let's <laughs> invest in a solid bond like Lane Kiffin. <laughs> <laughs> Lane Kiffin, I'd like to marry you. <laughs> Why do you can't call Lane Kiffin an investment? Again, we're back to the houseboat. <laughs> the houseboat is not an investment. Just because you can drink and fall asleep in the same vessel without breaking the law. You can drink and fall asleep in any vessel. Yeah, it, legally. Oh. Legally. I park that thing, drop anchor, fall asleep drunk on it, I'm good. And the, by the way, that's not true. But my understanding of boat law, because I am not a Coastal Carolina grad, it's very poor at best. But yeah, we're back to the houseboat again. You don't invest in Lane Kiffin. Don't sell this to me like it's going to have an annual return that just keeps going up over the years. Okay? There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs. And and, and actually, this makes it the most Ole Miss investment of all. Because go look at the win percentages for Ole Miss over the years. That thing is an irregular like cardiogram. Whole thing. Just all over the map. So kind of perfect. Well also- done, Ole Miss. I also like that old miss was like, we're committing to Lane Kiffin. And people were like, what are the details of the detail of the deal? And they're like, we're not going to tell you. <laughs> we're committed. That? That's it. We're having a baby. <laughs> Is it yours? <laughs> I'm not commenting on that. We're having a baby. Whose baby? A baby. <laughs> Notice, by the way, that announcement does not say Kiffin committing to old miss, does it? No. It doesn't. Hell no. You can't you can't leash a tiger? You crazy? Yeah, you know what? This is an open relationship. What oh, does that man, mean? That's a lion. I'm openly awesome. Yeah, that's that's what this means. <laughs> it's an open relationship because my receivers, they're open all the time. It's throw, baby. Matt Corral's winning the Heisman next year. Just throwing that out there. With, thir- with be... 30 interceptions. <laughs> yeah, speaking yep. of throwing it say... out there. This is going to be one of those rare actual Heisman and people's Heisman confluence years. 100%. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen. Like, we'll get this guy who, like, we're like, no, no way he can do it. And then eight weeks into the season, we'll be like, I think it's happening. It's happening. He's going to win with 60 TDs and, like, 30 interceptions. Easy. Ah. So I was looking at, uh, I just Googled the word beans and clicked shopping. Beans are in the news. Have you seen this? Have you heard yeah. of this? Yeah. Uh, and uh, Bush's baked beans are 99 cents a can at a target near you. If I were to use... My retirement fund at acorns.com slash fullcast. Cash it all out right now. Give up all the all my uh, my future on a houseboat uh, and, and invest entirely in canned baked beans from Target. Spencer, that's how I could going. afford mm-hmm. 111 cans of baked beans, folks. Shit. That is so many lessons for my daughter on how to uh, <laughs> use household equipment. Um, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that because we already have beans. We need the current beans. 
and let the acorns fund grow because it is very easy to add the nickels and dimes from individual purchases, beans or otherwise. And once those dollars are in there, they grow magically like an acorn in the dirt. No one knows how acorns grow and no one knows how the investment market works. But this app taps into that magic and makes number go bigger. Acorns.com slash fullcast to begin the process of opening your can of investment. I will say this. I actually joined Acorns this week. Big news. Hey! That, I, I salute, a toast to you, my partner in retirement, eventually. Yeah, planting some seeds. I used the uh, I used the family plan because I wanted to just set up a little, just a little account for my boys. Just, you know, teach them about, hey, put this aside. See what happens. Let house, it grow. Are you gonna? Are house, you gonna let them? that gone? Yeah. Are you gonna let them fuck with it? <laughs> uh, absolutely. And I know what'll happen. One of them will 100% invest in like. Uh, he'll be like, "You need to invest in the candy and bus companies. Yeah, Art buses in, and candies. Invest in the truck fund. A hundred dollars yeah, on anime dogs. Buy. <laughs> no, that's the other one. Invest in trains <laughs> and anime dogs. You know." And that that account will actually beat the market by four hundred percent. That's right. right? In the like, snow in the Snowpiercer universe, you're rich. Yeah, and we're headed that way anyway. And he'll be totally right. Uh, the other one will blow it. It'll just completely blow it. I know that's what the other one does. Which is why I'm going to rely on the sound investment advice. This house is a walking Stanford marshmallow experiment. <laughs> the, the failing <laughs> side of it. Yes. Was there a good side of it? Uh, yes. Yes. A lot of good. Sorry, things I'm happened. thinking of the Stanford prison experiment. Yeah, there's also that going on here, too. Um, but I uh, set up a couple of accounts for the kids. And the performance so far, wow, the market gain, 29% from my initial investment, by the way. That means we're up 29 cents, but it's popping. Whooping right? ass. Yeah, and that's just in like the last three days since I set it up. So Acorns uh, is uh, already paying dividends for my family and th th our future wealth. That's the kind of turnaround that gets you an extension at Ole Miss, buddy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ole Miss is investing in Spencer Sheep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, watch the playoff games. <laughs> they were <laughs> they were both they were both highly enjoyable. Yeah, that was uh, that second one got interesting. I mean, Notre Dame, in hindsight, put a pretty darn good fight. They covered. <laughs> that was that was way more competitive than um some other things. Some other that games that transpired clemson put up a bad fight they not much of bad, one they did they put up a bad sloppy dad gets too drunk in the florida panhandle on vacation kind of fight that was the you, what was this what was the city where all the fireworks accidentally got lit san at diego once? yeah that was san this, diego this was their san diego fourth of july because in the first like 10 minutes of the game you're like oh yeah clemson oh the show is over oh we, we ran out of fire uh-oh Mm -hmm. Go home. Mm -hmm. um, you know what Clemson had? Clemson had exactly 10 minutes worth of good ideas. They did. They had a stand-up comedy. Well, that's Quibi. Uh, You're talking about Quibi. Yeah, <laughs> I was talking Wait, about can we like, buy that? Is it too late to buy that it with y'all's investment dollars? It is because with our pooled resources. Mm. We would be close, but Hulu actually just bought their archives. Fuck shit. Yeah, so Hulu bought all of Queeby's content. So gonna, gonna have to buy it the is, Queeby. Oh, so you can just get the Queeby idea now. Can I just say it is real fucked up that you knew that? 
Oh, that's yeah, that's because I have an alert for Queeby. That's how oh. addicted I was. That's how I like that I Spencer doesn't check his personal email where people he knows may be reaching out to him, but he Darren set up Rope an alert for Queeby. <laughs> I know which one's not going to give me anything but pleasure. <laughs> Reading about Queeby's demise. You and what golden arm? Yeah, that's it. I'm going to go on Hulu and I'm going to watch that show about the girl's damn golden arm. Oh fuck! I hope I hope Sark I hope Sark's first press conference in Austin. He comes out with that golden arm. Behold! (laughs) (laughs) And I will use it to raise my golden hat when I beat Oklahoma. Every actually, the boosters at Texas would really respond to that. They'd be like, "Damn, he's got a golden arm! Look at that thing! That sucker's rich! I love it! We're not scared anymore." Jimbo would just look. <laughs> Jimbo would just look down on his legs, and he'd be like, "Boys, y'all gotta go." <laughs> you're fast and you're pretty, it's but I got too the, much money to walk around with diamond legs. legs. I've been I've been working on diamond legs for fifteen they years now. Diamond it's legs, Jim. Jim. Well, around here, all we do is sing about sawing them off. So, <laughs> old old diamond old diamond legs, Jimbo. <laughs> I'm more ATM machine than man now. Just him fancy, like, just him unveiling them with the tear-off pants, right? Just... <laughs> and then Sark sorry, copying poor that. people. Sark becoming fucking Sark Vader. <laughs> <laughs> In a whole, whole metallic suit. My love for you burns hotter than my legless torso, Texas. <laughs> oh, yeah. I... It's over, A&M. Notre Dame has the high ground. Fuck you! <laughs> I'm rich. I think Pitt has the higher ground, that's right? They got a hill. True. That's true. Clemson. I think most Clemson Pitt, has the higher ground. Pitt's Obi-Wan. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, Clemson, has, Clemson has the incredible elevation advantage. Over. They, do. <laughs> they did. They did. They've been struck they down, though. Oh, they I did. mean, listen, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan's arc doesn't just go up. To be clear, Obi-Wan has a very Clemson-y arc. Like, yeah, boy, he does. things are true. going very well. Oh, no. Oh, no. If you strike me down, I okay. <laughs> If you strike me down, I will secure a five-star commitment. Ow. Ow, I'm fumbling. How? That's the best part about that is that, from a certain perspective, yeah, it looks like Obi Wan transcends mortality and heads into the next plane to join the greats and teaches Luke the lesson that he needs to learn, having completed his mission on this plane. However, also, it's just him going. If you strike me down, and Vader going like, yeah. Honestly, I think it was March, and Obi-Wan just didn't want to do his taxes. He was like, <laughs> that oh, That is actually fuck. why you and McGregor came back to do that show. Fuck all these fucking receipts. Fuck it. Just kill me, dude. I mean, the man had oh. been on the run for a while. That's right. So. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. My safe deposit box was on Alderaan. Fuck. I-, I think that does trail well. That does sort of pattern Clemson. You know, because they're like, oh, I'm very tired. I could continue doing this, or I could just let you run by me. Well, Justin Fields throws the ball over my head. Speaking of Justin Fields. <sighs> yeah, it but... It sounds like you want to talk about Ohio State. I'd love to talk about the Bucks. Let's talk about them. The Bucks! Ohio State! Coming at you! 
That's, that's all I got. Brian, I, that was exquisite. That was great, Ryan. <laughs> I'm so broken. Take a towel. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't really know uh, whether I. I don't know how big a win this was, uh, uh, except in the emotional sense, because I sort of think Clemson was. Uh, Clemson really didn't match up well with them at all, and Clemson was like, ah, you know. Evidently not as good as we thought they were. I don't know if this is a matter of Ohio State being amazing, but of maybe Clemson catching a what turned out to be a demonstrably soft ACC for most of the year, even with the addition of Notre Dame. Notre no, probably... no, ACC just beat itself up. ACC weakened itself. That's what happened. <laughs> That's why, to the point where they went 0-6 in bowl season. Yep, yep, they tuckered themselves out. The grueling ACC schedule. They did play 23 games this year. The uh, the first post I saw this morning, knew it was going to be an awesome day of posting, was uh, John Feinstein saying he's sick of the <laughs> ACC being overrated and all the replies being, when the fuck did that happen, John Feinstein? Who the well, hell I'm overrated glad, the ACC? I'm glad some of you can still see that. That bitch has me blocked. Oh. Who, who has ever overrated the ACC? <laughs> Holly, I'm going to tell him you're a troop and then he'll respect you again. <laughs> no, just tell him I called him a bitch again. <laughs> Just like Coach Knightwood. I'm over here practicing identity politics, John, by which I mean you're a huge bitch and I'm not. My my identity is being awesome and yours is not. That's my identity politics. Enormous bitch. I don't... David Hale, uh, who's just a wonderful college football writer and a, a devotee of the ACC and who probably knows as much about the conference as anyone who has ever covered it and is exact about it uh, today on Twitter was just like, yeah, this conference sucks. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, like in the power of five. He comes he's like, by that opinion. Honestly, he's too. like, he's like, I know we went on six and bowls and you can kind of contextualize a lot of losses there, but like go back and look at the record over the last 10 years of the conference versus all power five competition. It's the worst. It's not even close. There's like ups and downs for other conferences. There's ebbs and flows. There are the variations one might expect over the course of time involving one conference playing everyone else. And in the ACC, it's just continual like low balling and flatlining. But everyone's already known this. I mean, and like David, like David yeah. will back up his work and he'll say like, listen, this yeah. isn't just a meme. No one's slandering the ACC. Here are the records. Here are the facts. Here are their seats. But like at no point has anyone ever, you know, I guess I'm yeah. still stuck on the, the Feinstein idea. At no point has anyone ever <laughs> disagreed with this <laughs> remember that john feinstein took the concord home so he could see a sick cat at the there's at, nothing wrong with that at the expense of his employer no uh, no that was you're that making him one sound thing cool I've ever, yeah that's the one thing i've agreed with him on ever. I, this is what i'm saying we're, we're slandering him and i'm like he he ran he hit up the national for like a tremendous amount of money because he was like ah oh, i gotta go take care of my cat would you not do that for the full cat I would, but I don't know if I'd make him take the Concord. I would make. I thought I'd probably make up any excuse to take Concord. Because I just want that? it more. I mean, yeah. I mean, if I could, like, if that were an option. Because I'm sitting here like, I don't know. You could just put me like coach. Just get me on the first one. I'd be good. But then I'd be like, hmm, this place could be out of business in two years. I might as well hit him up for first class. A real calculation I might make. You know. Also, it does depend on the cat. Like, full cat, I'd absolutely do that. Yeah. I was saying, if it's Mike the Tiger, 
I, I might just take the slow one. Wow. Because he's going to be but, fine, or um, you know, they'll just find another one. That's that's what I've learned. That's with the, not, the apparent, damn. Apparent. Appar Good Lord, dude. Apparently, like you can just go like, "Hey, maybe you shouldn't keep a live tiger on campus," and they're like, wow. "But maybe <laughs> we'll just wow. keep getting them." You're like, "Seems ill-advised." You of all people, I can't believe it was you. All right, yeah, um, that's. Are you okay? I'm fine. I wanted to compliment. I think what really stuck out in the Ohio State Clemson game was how um, how everybody was on the same page, and by that I mean. When Justin Fields gets very clearly hurt and likely injured in a question mark way, because as far as I know, nobody said exactly like what the injury was or what they did to treat it. Everybody, the announcers, the coaches, you know, they're, they're all on the same page of like, well, he didn't get an x-ray. That's probably a good thing, right? Sure. Yep. Toughness and grit. That's the important thing. And we're not going to ask any questions at all about why he's still out there playing uh, after walking was hard. Probably fine. Everything's cool. Go football. Just coming out of that locker room in the second half like, well, man, he's moving like nothing's wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, he threw like eight touchdowns with, <laughs> with whatever his ailment was. Yeah. I mean, so. have, you ever, have you ever taken a hit like that, like been hit or had some sort of like back to the side like either a helmet or landing on something i have fallen onto a picket fence i have and then i threw like eight touchdowns oh my god never mind jason this is better yeah justin kirk no jason fields i he is from kennesaw he is from kennesaw might i had wait justin kirk is <laughs> jason <laughs> fields <laughs> yeah trey justin sermon kirk also went to my high school actor. by the way damn I'm a Buckeye uh, honorary. My mom's from Ohio. I'm a Buckeye. Shit. Ohio Talk State's, about him. Ohio State's about to claim everything good you have ever done. I'd be like, yeah, we did that. He's it was Ohio bred. Buckeye bred. Buckeye bred. Ohio raised. Jason Kirk. Sure. Well marbled. I, I don't like if you've had that injury. It's it, God or any like taking a huge hit on that area of your body. It's the absolute worst. I have Spencer. What experience are you speaking from here? I broke a bone in my lower back when I fell off of a pull-up bar and landed on a 45-pound bumper plate. Oh, uh, this was during full cast era. This was fairly plate. recently. Yeah, and I fell on a bumper plate and broke a uh, broke one of the transverse you did processes. The, you had the Bryce Petty injury. Yeah, I had yeah. the Bryce Petty injury, but which I have is a, question. a pretty common did, football injury, right? Did a doctor tell you, hey, you broke part of your body? Uh, eventually, yes, but I drove home from the gym first. <laughs> See, there's this always came up on the show there's before. Always, there's always precedent. You're right. Yeah, this I came mean, up well, on the show before because the way that Spencer's wife explained the injury to me made it sound later as though they had conceived their first son in the emergency room, and it turns out that that's just the way she was telling the story, and that's not actually how it happened. But for a couple of years after he was born, I believed that he had been conceived that night in the ER because your wife was like, well, this might be the best. This might be all I ever get. Hop on. Uh, yeah. And I'm kind of disappointed that that's not the case, frankly. But Oh, I could not have done that. No, <laughs> it was excruciating such pain. A turn. I've told this story on the show I before. Know. I just didn't think we were going to get there from Justin Fields. God. 
brutal fucking hit. He brought in this the up again, and I just wanted to point out that it was during the full cast era. Yeah, I don't know how he did that. Like, I thought it was heroic. Yeah, I it, was talking about your wife. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> not my performance, but yeah, no. the pain. Do you, think, you know, do you think they will ever? Not... Do you think they will ever say like? Will we ever get a diagnosis or will it just be like mystery hit? So, oh, I mean, I think not. the one incentive here is um, the draft. Sure. Because it goes two ways. You know, either NFL teams want to find out exactly what happened or if it turns out, you know, there's incentive also for fields to demonstrate what he played through. Right. Toughness. To say like, well, he, yeah. he did that. And sure. imagine if he'd been healthy. It could have been even better. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I think the, the financial incentives, I think, will ensure the truth eventually comes out. The invisible <laughs> hand will work its magic. Basically, Didn't. not on the rib itself, but <laughs> there will or be whatever. no doctor's hand. Those are invisible. <laughs> By the way, is the funniest possible outcome that Justin Fields opts out now? Yes. <laughs> I think I've One my point. thousand percent. <laughs> that he just... just Puts everybody's love and loyalty to the test by being like, yeah, I've proven what I need to prove. I out. think what he does is he, as soon as he gets the notification, Falcons clinch the top four pick. Okay, I'm out. Heading home. <laughs> this is, by the way, the Fields From thing, uh, because that was, again, going around Twitter during the game, as if we can't let that go, because we never will. Competing dead pages of Agincourt. If he For the record, draft- Jake Fromm is now in the playoffs, so like <laughs> calm the fuck Wait, down. Of, what? <laughs> of the NFL. Is he, oh, yes. is he he's a like, GA? Oh, interesting. <laughs> he's what is he so he's he's he what, he's like, a fourth string behind Josh yeah. Allen? I, I well, I'll I'll pull up the depth chart. Hold on. How dare I guess you we'll ask- we'll never know because it's not like Josh Allen's ever gonna be injured. How he's dare you seven thousand pounds? If Jake if Jake yeah, the sharpshooter like from is GA, he's GA as hell. He's he's, he's, a Humvee. he's third string behind Matt Barkley. And who did Matt Barkley play for? USC, baby. Lane Kiffin. That's right. There it is. That's right. Um, I d- like with if he gets drafted by the Falcons and wins a Super Bowl with the Falcons. Do you know it'll be trending four years from now when this happens? Kirby, Jake Fromm, Kirby, and Jake Fromm. That's it. The entire the entire <laughs> the entire Ohio State Clemson game. Trending in Georgia. Kirby. Kirby. <laughs> After they beat Cincinnati in a bowl game, no less. Yeah, yeah. It was seriously like like you could just picture the Georgia fan mood like, ha, 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 we didn't lose to the, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Surely we'll, pr- we'll just process this with maturity and let bygones be shit. We're talking about it again. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're the seventh best team in the country. God uh, damn it. Oh, God damn it. They could have been the first best team in the country. (laughs) You got JT Daniels, who's awesome. (laughs) This is how you know Georgia fans are a different degree of spoiled now, right? Fortunately, they're bearing it with good grace and good humor. (laughs) Also, the, uh, the only quarterback in the country who might be better than Justin Fields, according to both the upcoming NFL draft and the recruiting industry three years ago, also from Georgia. Yeah, it's a really awesome job. Really, well, really awesome job. Well, <laughs> that's that's okay. That's okay. We'll get the next one. We'll get the next one, y'all. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> um, who is the running back 
for uh for Oregon. His first name is Britton. Britton Books. Yeah. Which I was I thought his name was British Books and I got really excited. Yeah, British. I don't think I don't think it's actually Britain Books, but I remember thinking that it was British Books. Yeah, no, I heard that and I thought why isn't that? Why man? are you searching for British Oreos? That's not what no, we're talking about at all. That is his name. Wait, Oregon, keep going. Oregon go down that trail. The Oregon, no, uh, Oregon running back depth chart. You have Cross Patton, son of Big Boy, and you have uh, British Oreos is the guy ahead of him. <laughs> That's amazing. I just heard him last night, and I was like, why is, why is he not a Georgia no, quarterback? Spencer, you're just you're, you're, British is not part of his name. I keep you know, saying just, that. Just That's joke. What, okay, no. LaMichael James is not British. Anyway, you know his name is Welsh LaMichael James. Can somebody mm-hmm. else look this up? Because Spencer just keeps typing British Oregon running backs. And that's Why don't you not look at happening. Oregon's roster? With the, with, am, am I that way off here that that Jason, might be a good... that's crazy. That would be, that would <laughs> yeah. be Jason, a better what decision. what the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, honestly. It's probably better you... to just type words and hope one of them's right. <laughs> Why would we do the sensible thing? Are we sure it's a running back? Because there's a guy named Sean Dollars. By saying I thought this guy's Sean, name was. What? There's a guy named Sean Dollars. Yeah. Yeah. He's a freshman. That's so he'll amazing. be with us for a while. Good lord. There's also Diamador Lenoir. That's yeah. Uh, which Sh- is some Tennessee shit. Sean Dollars is still the winner there. My God, what a right. WCW name. <laughs> I've thrown you completely into tilt by saying aloud during the game, I keep thinking this guy's name is British Books. <laughs> uh, Sean Dollars. God, what an amazing name. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, I, I was just watching. I was watching them and going, That's, there's a lot of extremely UGA names. So never mind me. Yeah. <sighs> I'm not saying um, any, any name. figure out this kid's actual name. <laughs> I'm well, not saying we'll any name that out. sounds anything like British whatsoever. Was um, it even Oregon? I will figure this out. <laughs> Is it Iowa State? <laughs> it was not Iowa State. There's um, not that much interesting to say about British Oreos, in case anybody's wondering. I'm pretty sure what, do do they have like? Is this name English? Is like, Hang on. Is it like no, fish and chips flavored? No, Oreos? they don't. They don't have any weird flavors. It's boring. It's just regular shit. Yes, but what's uh, Iowa of? State has a Blaze Dachshund. Blaze Dachshund. Sure. <laughs> The world's, fastest, <laughs> the world's fastest uh, tiny dog. Jesus, that's amazing. Yeah, um, that's some Paw Patrol shit right there. <laughs> I did see the best burn on Dabo I have ever seen in during the game once the once the full route was on, which was someone calling him Jet Sweep Joel Osteen. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. That's, that's that's damn perfect, y'all. Lady Chatterley's lover for three hundred yards. <laughs> he did it. He did it. Um, can we uh, go back to the Notre Dame game briefly? Yeah, I have. I, wish, I have one. Thank you, please. I have one complaint. I because I largely agree with Jason that Notre Dame didn't play like particularly poorly. They just. They lost in the ways that they should have lost to a very, very, very fucking good Alabama team. Defense played well. The defense—I would say the defense played fine. I like—I don't have a good sense of it, but like, it felt like at some point in the second half, Alabama was just like, "We're good." Like we, 
we we don't really have a desire to score 50 points. Okay, okay we found him. Who is I it? I was close. It's the North Carolina running back whose name is British Brooks. Ooh. Mm. Who, if we reversed it, would be a perfect UGA quarterback because he'd be Brooks British. Brooks British, yeah. Um, That's awfully close to France. Like, Bama still threw for almost 10 yards a pass, went 25 of 30 through the air, and still ran for 140 yards on top of that. But, like. So, Notre Dame gave up 7.95 yards per play. Yeah. The team that is proudest of its performance against Alabama, uh, Texas A&M, gave up more, uh, two more yards per play than that. Okay. Well, yeah. So, so I thought they. Uh, so my issue is really on the offensive side of the ball, and it's really with just one thing. Where early in the game, um, I think it was Todd McShay. Somebody was saying like, you know, we talked to Brian Kelly, and he says they're going to be more aggressive on fourth down. Blah 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 blah. And then they didn't do it. Like. They they punted on fourth and eight from their own twenty nine. Like, that mm-hmm. was early. That's fine. Whatever. Then they punted on fourth and five from the four, from their own forty four, and fourth and eight from their own forty three. And I just like they ended up going. I think two times, maybe three times. And a lot of that was just end of the game, like last quarter. There's no reason not to. Whatever. I think this is like just normal football talk at this point. I think to play this Alabama team, you might as well go for it on fourth down a lot more than you might otherwise. Like fourth and like if it's in a makeable range and if it's in a part of the field where it's not immediately going to kill you, giving Bama the ball on like near midfield versus trying to pin him inside the 20, it really doesn't matter all that much. It's really not going to turn like it's really not necessarily going to stop them or hold them to whatever. So, like, just go for it. I, I wish Notre Dame had been more aggressive in that regard and just, like, push on fourth down more. That's it. Especially if you have a guy like Ian Book who's accurate in the short game and can keep things alive. Why don't you press a four and fourth and three, right? Why don't you press a fourth and five? Because those are the kind of throws that, especially with big tight ends as targets, those are the kind of throws he can make, man. Yeah. And, like, you basically have to... You know, like, Notre Dame probably knew going into this game we need to steal a possession in one way or another, whether it's a fake or a turnover. But, like, a converted fourth down is kind of like stealing a possession in some ways. Like, fourth and one, whatever, it's just sort of, you know, you should always go for those. But if you pick up fourth and seven, fourth and eight, like, you effectively stole a possession, and you probably did it with pretty good field position to boot. So, like, right. that's, that's my only complaint, is I wish Notre Dame had been had just, like, said, fuck it, let's go for it a little more. I mean, more they don't they have, like, watching Notre Dame, they don't have anybody to stretch the field. They don't have anybody. Because remember the thing about Bama is that, yeah, you, you can pass on them. You might be able, because they play single coverage, you might be able to pull guys. But there are two things that prevented Notre Dame from doing that. One, their head coach said before the game, uh, and, and I cannot believe he said this out loud, yeah, we're not going to throw at Patrick Sertan. They still like, just they didn't. not. And they, they didn't. didn't they they, they tried. Like, they tried to like twice and uh, nearly threw a pick on one of them. Yeah, no, we're just not going to put the ball near that dude. That's an admirable degree of pragmatism for a man who was normally ruled entirely by emotion. Yeah, no, and, and a guy who once yeah threw a whole bunch of passes in the middle of a hurricane, right? Called a bunch of passes. Uh, just decided, yeah, uh, we respect Patrick Sertan more than we respected a tropical storm once. 
not not the worst stance to take. Yeah, no. And two, they don't have any wideouts. I don't have anybody. I don't know if there was a team that had like a bigger drop off and a like more contrast between that position than Notre Dame and Alabama. So Notre Dame, I'm like, I don't know what any of these dudes do. They run block. I've seen run block pretty well. They don't really get open. They don't really do much. And then there's Alabama, which has three to four to five deep of the most eye popping wideouts you've ever seen. Like to me, the 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 reason I bring this complaint up is I think back to the old Miss game. Which almost didn't win, but they hung with like a hell of a lot. They hung with a hell of a lot longer than certainly Nick Saban would have liked them to. And Ole Miss definitely, like, if there's one very clear difference between Ole Miss and Notre Dame, it's that Notre Dame actually has a defense and Ole Miss does not. And mm-hmm. Ole Miss went, Ole Miss went four of four on fourth down in that game, and those were not like just late in the game. Well, you know, who cares? What like. They they try they were very aggressive, and and I think that is part of what you have to do if you are undermatched, talent wise, which almost everybody is against Alabama. I don't know if necessarily Ohio State has to embrace this, but I do think, and this kind of came up in the north. I, I think it came up in the Northwestern game in the Big Ten championship, if I recall correctly. Like, there are times where if it's fourth and three, just fucking go for it. Like, there's no reason not to. Yeah, Ohio State is probably the only team that doesn't have to think like that. Yeah. You know, uh, and, uh, well, I mean, I, I'm fine with how it went. Uh, Notre Dame plus 20. Brian Kelly was focused on getting the cover. <laughs> um, don't push it. Don't don't risk it. Sure. You know, don't give Van yeah. a short field and blow the cover. So let's, let's, keep, let's focus on what's most important here. Fair. Although for an Alabama-Ohio State matchup, Ohio State might get in a position where they go, yeah, we might have scored too much. They really might get in that, where they go, yeah, we've we've given Alabama too many possessions. Because that was clearly Notre Dame's game play was not to give Alabama too many possessions. Was to go slow. Yeah, was to go slow. Yeah, there was a a tension because Brian Kelly was talking up time of possession, right? And and Mm -hmm. before and after the game was trying to manage expectations. Like was, you know, before, like he had this, Mostly consistent message of just like, holy shit, look how talented they are. Come on, right? And uh, But then he also threw in the we're going to play aggressive thing. And one of those things jumps out, you know? Yeah, you can't do both. You can't be like, we're going to be slow, but surly. <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're, you can't say we're going to just try and play it safe and get out of here. And enjoy the fact that we almost won a conference, kind of. But Going to be a belligerent sloth. That's what we're going to be. <laughs> We're also be aggressively lazy. I mean, this is how this is how stupid this year and this entire setup goes. That I don't know if anyone else would have done better or uh, less disappointingly than Notre Dame here. I really don't feel like. Oh man, A and M, A and M. You could have put them back in. They had a great bowl game against UNC. Yeah, they did. And even then, they still needed the last you know six to eight minutes of that game to salt it away. Sure. Against yeah, against uh, against a guy playing without most of his major tools on offense. I mean, it is dumb that Notre Dame was the best, you know, uh, most capable candidate. I don't know about qualified because I would have said Cincinnati, even though they lost. But it's not like Cincinnati is going to do any better. Cincinnati against Alabama would have been um, 
Yeah, it would not have been as good as Notre Dame Alabama. Notre Dame Alabama wasn't that great. I think the only team you could put in at least make Bama expend effort might have been BYU because they're going to fucking wing it, right? If they're down by 30, so what? They're going to keep fucking winging it. Whereas Notre Dame is going to say, okay, we've all right, let's just get out of here. You know, frankly, it probably would have been Ole Miss. <laughs> just put Ole Miss back in. Yeah. If you went up to Saban and you said, what would piss you off the most at the four seed? He probably says Kiffin again. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to deal with that. He's like, you're so much of it. <laughs> that's, that's probably his biggest complaint is that like oh there's they're, they're just bullshit and there's so much of it god he's always talking just constantly quoting fast and the furious can't fucking stand oh my god what's wrong with that <laughs> Saban, Nick Saban wouldn't, like wouldn't like it that's what i mean all right that's you know nick's I like i feel like he would appreciate tokyo drift as the story of an alabama boy <laughs> Who learns an important lesson about duty and fidelity? But go off. <laughs> okay, uh, who do we have that could show Saban the fast movies and determine? Besides Lane, Cecil. Yeah, Cecil Heard, if you're listening, we need. Uh, Is Major we, Apple? We got a job there? for you. <laughs> here we do. Pete Golding, Pete Golding, if you're listening, and I know you Oh, are. yeah, Pete is locked in. Look oh, at him. Take yeah. one look at yeah. Pete Golding. <laughs> that man's got opinions. Pete, come on the show. Pete lives um, his life a quarter mile at a time. You know <laughs> let's it. Talk about, Pete, let's talk about justice for Han. Yeah. Man, it's so fucked up that they're just friends with the guy who killed Han. Listen, and okay, we're finally supposed to get a resolution to that storyline, and it's been pushed back a year and counting due to the pandemic, and I need to know... What can I offer? Can I offer a short aside here? So, because 2021 won't be that much more. I don't even have a joke. I'm just upset. 2021 won't be that much better than 2020. Sorry, everybody. Um, My wife decided that the thing she wants to do this year is watch the Fast and the Furious movies. She's never seen any of them. Perfect. So, Ryan and I have already had this discussion. Yes. So, New Year's Eve, we watched the first one together. And mostly she was like, wait, race wars? They're calling this race (laughs) wars? And then the other night... The Get other it? night, she wanted to. She was like, I, I had a, I had a call with a buddy I had to make, and she was like, I'm gonna watch Fast Two without you. I was like, That's great. And I come back down, and I'm like, Hey, how'd you like? She's almost at the end, and before I can even ask her how she likes, it, she's like, Tyrese is amazing. Tyrese is amazing. <laughs> yes, yes, he makes in. so he makes so many bad choices, and I understand all of them. So she is that. That is her. Welcome. Uh, Welcome, so that is her, her her gateway to the fast verse is Tyrese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyrese, do, keep, do Tyrese keep us updated and, as we go. Tyrese and Ludacris. She also like really liked that Ludacris was the one character who was like, "Fuck that racing! I'm not doing that. No, I'm just okay. over here organizing." They they, okay. This is good because there's lots more of both. Of sure. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Tyrese, the only character who decided that the car to naturally drive on ice is an orange Lamborghini. Obviously, one of the finest characters in the it's entire so, It's so other hunters can see you. It's, it's so polar bears know what's up. <laughs> Stay Tyrese away from me, Dick Cheney. <laughs> Tyrese delivering the seminal line, ejecto-cito, <laughs> God, this movie's a treasure. But yeah, Pete Golding's definitely definitely owns all of the Fast movies. I need this movie to come out on streaming because I need to know 
in what manner y'all have decided to retcon Jason Statham after three entire ass movies of all of us being mad about him. Time travel, isn't it? Time travel. <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> 